0: It was the time when rest, the gift of gods, sweetly sliding into the eyes of men, doth drown in the forgetfulness of sleep, the careful travails of the painful day. Then did a ghost appear before mine eyes on that great river's bank that runs by Rome, and calling me then by my proper name, he bade me upward unto heaven looky he cried to me, and lo, quote he, behold ye, what under this great temple is contained. Lo, all is naught but flying vanity. So I, knowing the world's unsteadfastness, since only God surmounts the force of time, and God alone to stay my confidants. On hill a frame an hundred cubits high I saw, an hundred pillars eke about, all of fine diamond, decking the front, and fashioned were they all in Doric wise. Of brick, nay yet of marble was the wall, but shining crystal, which from top to base out of deep font threw forth a thousand rays upon an hundred steps of purest gold. Gold was the pargat, and the ceiling eke did shine all scaly with fine golden plates. The floor was jaspis, and of emerald, all world's vainness. A sudden earthquake low, shaking the hill even from the bottom deep, threw down this building to the lowest stone. Then did appear to me a sharp spire of diamant, ten feet each way in square, justly proportioned up unto his height, so high as might an archer reach with sight. Upon the top thereof was set a pot made of the metal that we honor most. And in this golden vessel couched were the ashes of a mighty emperor. Upon four corners of the base there lay to bear the frame four great lions of gold, a worthy tomb for such a worthy corpse. Alas, not in this world but grief endures. A sudden tempest from the heaven I saw with flush stroke down this noble monument. I saw raised up on pillars of ivory whereof the bases were of richest gold, the chapters alabaster, crystal friezes, the double front of a triumphal ark on each side portrayed was a victory with golden wings in habit of a nymph and set on high upon triumphing chair the ancient glory of the Roman lords. The work did show itself not wrought by Mon, but rather made by his own skillful hand that forgetteth thunder darts for Jove his sire. Let me no more see fair thing under heaven, since I have seen so fair a thing as this, with sudden falling broken all to dust. Then I beheld the fair Didonian tree upon seven hills throw forth his gladsome shade, and conquerors be with his leaves along the banks of the Italian stream. Their many ancient trophies were erect, many a spoil, and many goodly signs to show the greatness of the stately race that erst descended from the Trojan blood. Ravished I was to see so rare a thing when barbarous villains in disordered heap outraged the honor of these noble bows. I heard the trunk to groan under the wedge. And since I saw the root in high disdain, send forth again a twin of forked trees. I saw the birdie that dares behold the sun with feeble flight venture to mount to heaven. By more and more she began to trust her wings, still following the example of her dam. I saw her rise and with a larger flight surmount the tops, even of the highest hills and pierced the clouds and with her wings to reach the place where is the temple of the gods. There was she lost and suddenly I saw where tumbling through the air in lamp of fire, all flaming down she fell upon the plain. I saw her body turned all to dust and saw the fowl that shuns the cheerful light out of her ashes. As a worm arise. Then, all astonished with this nightly ghost, I saw an hideous body, big and strong. Long was his beard, and side did hang his hair. A grisly forehead and Saturn like face, leaning against the belly of a pot. He shed a water whose outgushing stream ran flowing all along the creaky shore where once the Trojan duke with Turnus fought, and at his feet a bitch-wolf did give suck to two young babes. In his right hand he bare the tree of peace, and left the conquering palm. His head was garnished with the laurel bow, Then suddenly the palm and olive fell, and fair green laurel withered up and died. Hard by a river's side, a wailing nymph Folding her arms with thousand sighs to heaven, did tune her plaint to, to of ailing river's sound, renting her fair visage and golden hair. Where is, quoth she, this Willem honored face? Where is thy glory and the ancient praise where all world's hap was reposed? When erst of gods and man I worshipped was. Alas, suffied it not that civil bait made me the spoil and booty of the world, but this new hydra meet to be assailed, even by an hundred such as Hercules, with seven springing heads of monstrous crimes, so many Neros and Caligulas, must still bring forth to rule this croaked shore. Upon a hill I saw a kindled flame, mounting like waves with triple point to heaven, which of incense, a precious cedar tree, with balm like odor did perfume the air. A bird all white, well feathered on her wings, hereabout did fly up to the throne of gods, and singing with most pleasant melody, she climbed up to heaven in the smoke of this fair fire, the fair dispersed rays. Threw forth abroad a thousand shining gleams, when sudden dropping of a golden shore gan quench the glistering flame. O grievous change that which erstwhile so pleasant scent did yield, of sulfur now did breathe corrupted smell. I saw a fresh spring rise out of a rock, clear as crystal against the sunny beams, the bottom yellow like the shining land, the golden pactal drives upon the plain. It seemed that art and nature strive to join, there in one place, all pleasures of the eye. There was to hear a noise alluring sleep of many accords more sweet than mermaid's song. The seats and benches shone as ivory and hundred nymphs sat side by side about when from nine hills a naked rout of fawns with hideous cry assembled on the place, which with their feet unclean the water fouled, threw down the seats and drove the nymphs to flight. At length, even at the time when Morpheus most truly doth appear unto our eyes, weary to see the inconstance of the heavens. I saw the great Tephaeus sister come, her head full bravely with the Morion armed. In majesty, she seemed to match the gods. And on the shore, hard by a violent stream, she raised a trophy over all the world. And hundred vanquished kings groaned at her feet, their arms in shameful wise bound at their backs. Well, I was with so dreadful sight afraid, I saw the heavens war against her though, and seeing her stricken fall with clap of thunder, with so great noise I start in sudden wonder. I saw an ugly beast come from the sea that seven heads, ten crowns, ten horns did bear, having thereon the vile, blaspheming name. The cruel leopard she resembled much, feet of a bear, a lion's throat she had, the mighty dragon gave to her his power. One of her heads, yet there I did a spy, still freshly bleeding of a grievous wound. One cried aloud, what one is like, quote he, this honored dragon, or may him withstand. And then came from the sea a savage beast with dragon speech and showed his force by fire with wondrous signs to make all whites adore the beast in setting of her image up. I saw a woman sitting on a beast before mine eyes of orange color hue horror and dreadful name of blasphemy, filled her with pride, and seven heads I saw, ten horns also the stately beast did bear, she seemed with glory of the scarlet fair, and with fine pearl and gold puffed up in heart, the wine of whoredom in a cup she bare, the name of mystery writ in her face, the blood of martyrs dear were her delight, Most fierce and fell this woman seemed to me. An angel then descending down from heaven with thundering voice cried out aloud and said, now for a truth, great Babylon has fallen. Then might I see upon a white horse set the faithful man with flaming countenance. His head did shine with crowns set thereupon. The word of God made him a noble name this precious robe I saw imbrewed with blood. Then saw I from the heaven on horses white, a puissant army come, the selfsame why. Then cried a shining angel as methought that birdies from air descending down on earth should war upon the kings and eat their flesh. Then did I see the beast and kings also joining their force to slay the faithful man but this fierce, hateful beast and all her train is pitiless thrown down in pit of fire. I saw new earth, new heaven, said St. John, and lo, the sea, quote, he is now no more. The holy city of the Lord from high descendeth garnished as a love spouse. A voice then said, behold, the bright abode of God and men, for he shall be their God and all their tears he shall wipe clean away. Her brightness greater was than can be found. Square was the city, and twelve gates it had. Each gate was of an orient perfect pearl that houses gold. The pavement precious stone, a lively stream more clear than crystal is, ran through the mid, sprung from triumphant seat. There grows life's fruit, unto the church's good. That was Edmund Spencer with the Sonnet Cycle. And here is the Song of Deborah from the Old Testament. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, when thou marchedest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped, the clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and the travelers walked through byways. Inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way, They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive. Thou son of Abinoam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin among thy people. Out of Machir came down governors, and out of Zebulun they that handle the pen of the writer. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley. For the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the bleating of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben there were great searchings of heart. Gilead abode beyond Jordan. And why did Dan remain in ships? Asher continued on the seashore and abode in his breeches. Zebulun and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives unto the death in the high places of the field. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan and Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven, The stars in their courses fought against Caesarea. The river of Kishon swept them away, that ancient river, the river Kishon. O my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. Then were the horse hoofs broken by the means of the pranzings, the pranzings of their mighty ones. Curse ye, Meraz, said the angel of the Lord. Cursed ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked butter. Sorry, he asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer she smote Cesare. She smote off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay down. At her feet he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. The mother of Cesera looked out at a window and cried through the latisse. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariots? Her wise ladies answered her, yea. She returned answer to herself. Have they not sped? Have they not divided the prey? To every man a damsel or two? To Caesara a prey of divers colours. A prey of divers colors of needlework, of divers colors of needlework on both sides, meet for the necks of them that take the spoil. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. Judges 5. And here is a a parable. The parable of Nathan. There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing save one little ewe, lamb, which he had bought and nourished up and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat, and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd, to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him. But took the poor man's lamb, and dressed it for the man that was come to him to Samuel. Ah. Sonnet 89 by Shakespeare. Say that thou didst forsake me for some fault, and I will comment upon that offense Speak of my lameness, and I straight will halt against thy reasons, making no defense. Thou cannot love, disgrace me half so ill, to set a form upon desired change, as all my self-disgrace, knowing thy will. I will acquaintance strangle and look strange, absent from thy walks, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell, lest I, too much profane, should do it wrong, and haply of our old acquaintance tell. For thee against myself I'll vow debate, for I must ne'er love him whom thou dost hate. Thank you.